When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of Last Minute Thoughts. This is Steel Curtain Network editor Dave Schofield coming at you to talk about this upcoming game today between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Los Angeles Rams. Yes, it is my last minute thoughts, the last minute thoughts, all the good last minute stuff going on, meaning we are talking about this on the day of the game. The Steelers are headed to L.A. They're all, what I mean they're headed to L.A.? They're already there. They're there. They went there early on Saturday, made some early moves on Saturday to the roster before the team went out there. But here's something that's kind of interesting, kind of a little bit of a little-known fact, a little tidbit. Maybe you've heard this. Maybe you haven't. This is the first time that the Steelers have played the Rams in L.A. since 1993. That's right, because every other time the Steelers have played the Rams on the road, that was when they were in St. Louis. The last time the Steelers played the Rams on the road was in 2015 when the Rams moved to L.A. in 2016. So this is this is kind of a new one for them. So that's good. I kind of like the other West Coast trip that the well, – I don't know West Coast – Pacific time zone trip that the Steelers had earlier this season – it was their first trip to L.A. or to L.A. They're in L.A. now. It was their first trip to Las Vegas. So this is kind of a new thing. So some people are like, oh, it's the it's the Pacific time zone. But these are new circumstances and a new team. This makes it all a whole lot of fun. But, yes, the Steelers are playing the Rams today. 4.05 kickoff. 4.05 kickoff. Remember that one? Yeah, you don't get 1 p.m. kickoffs when it's on the West Coast. It's just what happens. But the other thing to remember – is that this game, even though the Steelers are the away team, this game is on Fox. It used to be that whether it was on Fox or CBS, depending on who the visiting team, the conference they were from, not so much anymore. I mean, my goodness, I think uh, Washington and the New York Giants are playing uh, on CBS today. So they, they mix these games up. This is a Fox game, 
but it is not a Fox doubleheader. This is only going to be a game that's available to people if you don't have an early game for Fox. So if you're not sure if you get the game or not, make sure you check out steelcurdnetwork.com because Jeff Hartman uh, ran the article this morning that shows you the coverage map of whether or not you will get the game. All right, so the Steelers at SoFi Stadium, and the, the spread and everything has kind of been holding steady. This is the same one that we talked about Thursday on the preview, that the Steelers are three-point underdogs. It's the standard road underdog. And the over-under is 44 points, 44 points. So we'll see what happens here with this Steelers team. Now, when you talk about SoFi Stadium, it's interesting to know the stadium has a roof, but it's not really a dome. It It's open on three sides. There's not air conditioning. The air blows through. The weather in L.A. is supposed to be partly cloudy, um, high of 74 should have a nice breeze coming through from the Pacific, all that kind of stuff. So really, weather shouldn't be a factor. Even though there is a, a roof on the stadium, it, it's not really a dome. I know that there was even complaints in the past that, hey, if the wind's blowing and it's raining, people are getting wet. So it, it's really not completely enclosed. That is just how it is. It'll be interesting to see the breakdown of Steelers fans versus Rams fans. Um, this is kind of how it's been, and this is one of those locations that doesn't have the, uh, let's just say, the strongest fan participation um, at the stadiums that you may get other places. So it'll be real interesting to see how that plays out this afternoon. So that's the that's the weather and everything else. Now let, let's go ahead and hit up the injury report. We'll hit the injury report, although it's not – it, 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 there's some moves also at four o'clock, but the injury report that it, it's quite interesting here. The Steelers had one player ruled out, and that was Pat Fryermuth. He's not going to show up on the inactive list because of the moves that were made that were the quote unquote four o'clock moves. Although for the Steelers, I think they were made between 8:30 a.m. and nine <laughs> on on Saturday because they like to take care of things whenever they, they hit the road before they they depart. But before we get into that, let's go ahead and see what the Rams had for their for their injury report on Friday for their game status. They had linebacker Ernest Jones was questionable with the knee. Defensive tackle Laryl Murchison was out with the knee. Running back Kyron Williams was out with an ankle. Wide receiver Ben, I can't say his name right, Skronik, I think so, is with an Achilles. He's questionable. And defensive back um, Darren Kendrick is questionable. Personal related, it's because he's in jail on a gun charge, and I haven't heard anything else about if he's going to be able to play or not. So that's what's going on with the Rams. Now, the Steelers, let's go ahead and talk about the Steelers' moves and before we hit up the Rams' moves. The Steelers made some moves. There was a report. On Friday, that the Steelers were going to be releasing Gunnar Olszewski, they did that officially on Saturday morning. But they wouldn't have had to. But they'd probably already told him what was going on and everything. But the reason they didn't have to is because the Steelers also placed Pat Fairmuth on IR. So he will not be on the injury report on Sunday, later today. That'll come out around 235, 240. Um, he's... 
He's not going to be on that report because now he's on IR. He will miss at least the next four games for the Steelers. But so the Steelers did that and they brought Deontay Johnson back from the injured or reserve slash injured and designated to return list. It's it's I, I can't remember the exact name of that list, but it's where you where you're on IR, then you move from IR to being designated to return, then you have to actually return. Now the Steelers did not bring back Anthony McFarland, which was surprising. I thought they would do that. Probably Godwin Iguabuque was going to be gone for that. The Steelers didn't make the move either way. So Iguabuque still on the Steelers roster. You're, some people might be saying, who? Yeah, this was a player that the Steelers picked up from the Atlanta practice squad following week two, and he's been inactive every week. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out with the inactive list for the Steelers. Now, when it comes to the Rams, oh, before we get that, so the Steelers have 52 players on their 53-man roster, no practice squad elevations. That's where they stand right now. As for the Rams, they also made a move. They they made um, uh, an IR move with Kyron Williams. That's now two running backs at one on IR for them this week, uh, along with Ronnie Rivers. So then they had an elevation from the practice squad, which was announced, I think, on Friday that they are going to, and that was running back Darrell Henderson was coming up from the practice squad. But the Rams, they, they placed – Williams on IR, and they didn't add another player to the 53-man roster, just like the Steelers. They're like, but wait a second. I thought you just said that they added Daryl Henderson. They added him as a practice squad elevation. That means he's not required to be on the 53-man roster. He goes back to the practice squad without having to go through waivers, all that stuff. Uh, and maybe he is someone that they signed to the 53-man roster at some point. But that's not the way they, they designated it. So with one practice squad elevation, but only 52 on their roster as well, they'll have five inactives while the Steelers have four. All right, we're going to go ahead and take our break. We come back, we're going to break this down a little bit more uh, of this matchup to kind of see what's going on and maybe some things to look for in this game that hopefully the Steelers can pull off in Los Angeles. So stick around. We'll be right back after these messages. All right, Steeler fans, let's get going with some last-minute thoughts. Okay, the Steelers are coming out of the bye week. A lot has been made out of the Steelers generally play well in the bye week. No, scrap that. Doesn't mean they play well. They win. The Steelers have a very good record under Mike Tomlin coming out of the bye week. They are 12-4. and four. Now, this is regular season. You can talk about postseason buys and how they've come out of them. That's a whole different story. This is your in-season bye week. So there, there's that. But we also have the Steelers, not as successful in the Pacific time zone. But as I said before, they haven't been to L.A. since 93. So there's a lot of different things going on here. The Steelers are struggling on offense. They're the 30th ranked offense when it comes to yards. But the Steelers are also struggling on defense, being the 30th team on defense when it comes to yards surrendered. But – the thing with the defense is the Steelers are really high up there in what I call the splash plays for defense. Takeaways, sacks. You know, I'm not even talking about defensive touchdowns because whether whether the defender gets the takeaway and then the, and then the Steelers' offense scores a touchdown or they return it the whole way where they get the touchdown, is it really as important? the The points off of turnovers whether it's the defense that scores it or the offense, is really all that matters. The Steelers have taken the ball away. They've done a better job of taking care of the ball. 
And they, even though they do give up some sacks, they get even more sacks. So it's really about the splash plays on defense that have been the big thing. But my biggest question that I want to see with this game that I really don't know what to think is, is this going to be a different looking team coming out of the bye? Or is it going to look a lot of the same? What are some things that would make me think it's a different looking team? I'm really hoping that it is, but in a good way. I mean, because honestly, if it doesn't look good, I'm going to think, oh my goodness, this is what we're, especially early, I'll think this is what we've been seeing. The only question is, can they stick around long enough to, to, to make something happen at the end? That's been the Steelers' MO so far through five games. They start off not so good unless it's defensively. And the only question is, are they are they able to stick around to be in the game and therefore pull it off, or are they getting blown out and then therefore lose? That's been the recipe. So the question is, can the Steelers start faster, especially on offense? I mean, one touchdown, seven points scored offensively for the Steelers in the first quarter. Seven points through five games in the first quarter. By the offense, the defense has just as many. They have seven points. That would the Alex Highsmith touchdown against Cleveland. So that's one thing that you could say is this looking at a different team. You should have an idea through at the end of the first quarter. Is did the Steelers make some necessary improvements just by seeing if they have some offensive production in the first quarter? Then, of course, you got the defense that sometimes is asked to have a huge task and constantly keep the Steelers in a game when their offense is doing nothing. And then it's saying, and it's, and it, the burden is completely on their shoulders, which it shouldn't be that way. But it is. So let's see if the Steelers' defense can do that as well. Because th- think about this 49ers scored early on the Steelers. Had enough points after one possession. I'm pretty sure they scored in the first possession. It's been a while. I have to go back and check that. But had enough points early to to have the win. My goodness, the Texans had enough points on the board to win the game before the Steelers ever had the ball because the Steelers only scored six points that game. So if they could get a key defensive stop and actually do something offensively, even if they don't get the defensive stop, if they keep pace offensively, they're going to be – in, in good shape. Now, another thing that I think is is kind of key is people are really going to be looking at Steelers fans over what's what's going on with with the young players playing. Is it going to be Broderick Jones? Is it going to be Dan Moore? I expect that it's going to be Dan Moore, but but uh, who really knows exactly what if the Steelers just change their mind at the last minute? I, that wouldn't surprise me either. It could go. My my guess is more, but I'm not going to bet anything on it because it could really it you know to me broderick jones earned the right to start the next game by how he played against baltimore but maybe maybe there's a lot more to it in practice that we don't see and then of course you know how much will joey porter jr play things of that nature a lot of different questions when it comes to x factors in this game you know how is kenny Pickett going to play What are we going to see from Kenny Pickett? We've seen that when the game is on the line, he steps up and can really come through. Can Kenny Pickett play that way throughout the whole game and not just at the end? Okay, I know a lot of this is people say, well, Matt Canada, Matt Canada. I I get it. Matt Canada is what he is. You've got to still be able to go out and play. 
You've got to, if Matt Canada is the problem, then the players just have to overcome it, which is sad that you have to say it, but it really is what it seems like the Steelers are doing. And head coach Mike Tomlin, where if you go back and listen to it, he has not had anything complimentary to say a long, in a long time about Matt Canada or Art Rooney II, because I think Mike Tomlin is kind of done with both of them, because those are the two that are sticking together. The only reason Canada is there is because of Rooney. So, I mean, just seriously, go go back and listen. And I would love to see the last time there was a compliment for either one of those, if anyone can find that, because I haven't looked it up yet. So the rest of the team is just basically trying to do everything they can to overcome. And so unfortunately, that kind of is what it is. So uh, a key to victory for the Steelers is start better offensively. Some of the X factors, I think Kenny Pickett getting on a, in a rhythm. I think Deontay Johnson's going to be – really big to see how getting him back into the mix, if that's a big thing that the offense was missing. Now, maybe maybe it was, but then also the loss of Pat Frermuth might kind of hinder that a little bit. We'll just have to see how they work that all out. On defense, I I really want to see what Micah Fitzpatrick can do back there in the secondary. He hasn't had a lot of splash. Did they take the bye week to figure out some more stuff with Minka to, to not use a lot, you know, utilize him to get the most bang for their buck? Minka Fitzpatrick can do so many different things. But the question is, are the Steelers doing what has Minka Fitzpatrick at his best? I want to see if maybe he can make some moves. And obviously, the cornerback situation is something really to, to – big to pay attention to with the receivers of Cup and, and Nakua. Can the cornerbacks do what they need to do um, in order to try to minimize those guys as much as they can? Now, when it comes to the Rams' defense, they've just been average this year. So it's basically been Aaron Donald and everybody else. And I will say it, most likely the, the Rams' best or second-best defensive player right now is probably Akello Witherspoon. And Steelers fans just know how inconsistent he can be. Maybe the Steelers can start to start to uh, to point out some of those inconsistencies in this game would be really nice. So final thoughts. I don't know what to really expect from this game because part of me is like, are we ever going to see the Steelers offense that we saw in the preseason? I'm going to say probably not because – when teams can act, when teams actually scheme for the Steelers offense, they're a very easy offense to scheme against because they telegraph so much what they do. But yet somehow if they could overcome it and 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 come out of there and be that offense that can just move the ball and put it in the end zone and things of that nature, wouldn't it be great to just see that finally emerge? Could it be coming out of the bye? I would say if you were to pick any game to see that happen, the most likely candidate would be out of the bye. And then the next most would be coming off the, you know, the the mini buy when they come out of Thursday night games into the next week that they could maybe figure something out during that time. Whether or not it happens, we'll see. There's kind of four different ways this game can go. It could be Rams winning a blowout, Steelers winning a blowout, Rams winning a close one, Steelers winning a close one. To me, the least likely of all those as as someone who's just seeing how the Steelers have been trending, would be the Steelers in a blowout. But then to me, the next least likely of those would be Rams in a close game. 
Because it just kind of feels like if the Steelers could keep it close, they can find a way to win. And that's the only way that the Rams are going to win this game is if they, they they do the blowout. I could be completely wrong, but that's what it's been through five games for the Steelers. They've When they've lost, they've lost bad. And when the games have stayed close, they've been able to find a way to win. So hopefully we can see that at 4.05. Make sure you're tuning in. And, hey, should be lots of fun after the game's done. If you get a chance to listen to Coach Tomlin's press conference, go ahead. But not long after the press conference is done, check out the our YouTube channel. Myself, Jeff Hartman, Brian Anthony Davis, we will be doing the post-game show. Whether we are celebrating a Steelers victory and having a joyous occasion together, or if we're all wallowing in our misery from a Steelers loss, we will be there to do it together. And then, then we're right back at it with our regular lineup of podcasts. Heading into yet a, another week that will be the Steelers with, with the home game next week when they'll be hosting the Jaguars coming off their mini-buy. But, hey, that's next week. Right now, we're focused on this game today. Los Angeles Rams, really excited. It'll be nice to get back to watching Steelers football after two weeks off. And as I have to say, to close these out, go Steelers. <laughs>